Welcome, hola, what's good? Hey, y'all, hey, you are tuned in to Circle Up with Amanda Hurd. What's good, family? Here we are back in the studio again with a brand new season. Here we are in season 10. This season is going to be so fun. This season is titled Let's Talk Bible. I'm so excited about it because we are going to be going over some Bible stories, some of my favorite stories, some of my favorite scriptures, and we're just going to talk about it, right? We're going to talk Bible. You're going to learn some gems, some Jews. You're going to be able to take away some things. You're going to be able to carry these things out to your small groups and have these conversations. Some things may be new. Some things may be a refreshment and some things may just leave you like, wow, I ain't never see it like that. And so I'm excited about them all. I cannot wait to dive into this season. Starting off with episode one, I'm excited to bring this scripture to life. So we're going to be in Mark chapter nine, and we're going to be starting at verse 15, coming from the story where Jesus heals a boy possessed by impure spirit. This story definitely is a story that I think is perfect for a time such as now. And I think it's just a good story to hear about some of these wonderful things that Jesus was out here doing, okay? Not only because he did them then and they were phenomenal and fantastic, but the fact that it can give us hope and it can help us in our areas of unbelief to know that he's still doing them and he can do it for you. So let's dive in. In order to really get a better understanding of what Jesus was actually doing, we're going to have to understand what it means to be possessed, right? And so being possessed is literally being completely controlled by an evil spirit, a spirit outside of the spirit that's connected to the Holy Spirit, connected to Jesus Christ, connected to the spirit of life, right? And so if you put this into your mind, so Jesus healed a boy that was being completely controlled by the work of the enemy. Wow, the story kind of tells us and gives us detail on how this boy's life was. Now, this was a young boy. So his father is the one that's actually pleading to Jesus saying, listen, if you can, I need you to help me remove this wicked spirit that's taking control over my baby boy. Like this thing is throwing him around, is having him all bent up and stiff. It has caused him to become mute. It is, it literally robbed him of his speech. It, it's trying its best to kill him. Literally this spirit threw this little boy into a fire trying to kill him. Like there was no boundaries with this spirit that was controlling this young boy. And so when the father had heard about this man named Jesus and heard about all the works and the miracles, the wonders that he had been doing, he had a strong belief that Jesus could possibly heal my son. But I can see why the father kind of had a little piece of doubt or a little piece of disbelief because at the same time, those who walked with Jesus, those who were taught and led by Jesus, his disciples were actually already over here with this man, working with this boy, wrestling with the spirit that was inside of him. And they could not. I'm sure they were trying and I'm sure they were trying hard. They could not get that evil spirit to leave. And so let's dive into this story so we can talk about it right a little bit more. If we run over again to Mark chapter nine, starting at verse 14, you'll find this story. 
It reads, when they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. 16 reads, what are you arguing with them about? He asked. A man in the crowd answered, teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it ceases him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gashes at the teeth and becomes rich. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Now, I can understand why Jesus is furious. Like, think about it. Now, y'all been with me this whole time. And you mean to tell me you can't get rid of this here spirit. I mean, I'm up here thinking like, I'm thinking of my own kids, right? I'm raising y'all, training y'all, teaching y'all. I done told y'all when y'all wake up in the morning, brush your teeth, wash your face, get that crust out the side of your eyes. Like I'm telling you the ways of life. I'm telling you, you know, when you get a certain age, you got to do this, you got to do that. You got to build your credit to, in order to get this. I'm telling you the ways of life. I'm showing you by being the example, but then you grow along your journey. And it's like everything that I taught you you still in the beginning stages, like you're still forgetting to brush your teeth every morning. You're still forgetting to wipe the crust out of the side of your eyes. You have still forgot the importance of credit. And so now that we are here and you done drained all of the accounts and then ran through every credit card and didn't pay not near one of them, you expect the car just to jump in your lap. Like you expect the, the beauty, the wonders, the, the, the gifts of life to just be knocking at your doorstep. Like, no, it don't work like that. And so I can understand why he was why he was so frustrated. Like, what is happening? What's going on here? Why are you not gathering the information that I'm giving you? So dropping down to verse 20 or start picking back up on verse 20. It says, so they brought him, meaning the boy. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into convulsions. He fell to the ground, rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this from childhood? He answered, it has thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. So you see, as I was telling y'all earlier, like this demon possessed boy was going through it and going through it for a while. This demon was literally taking him through everything he possibly could to take his life not only did he make him mute not only did he bend and fold his body up locking it in positions that he couldn't break himself but he also was throwing him into fire and water to kill him he tried to drown him he tried to burn him but it didn't work <laughs> but it didn't work we'll talk about that in a little bit anyhow going back to verse 23 picking up he said if you can if you can, Jesus said, like, like, if I can, like, do you know who I am? If I can, what do you mean? If I can, now, I know you done heard about all these works, wonders, miracles, signs, wonders I've been doing. And you're talking about uh, if, have you not heard of the previous? Have you not heard of the things that I've done? Like, I, I done brought folks to life for the glory of my father. But if I can get this spirit that does not belong inside of him to free him anyhow anyhow i probably if i was jesus i probably would have um responded in in sarcasm but he probably was like if i can 
I mean, I don't know. Sit down, think about it for a minute. How y'all think Jesus responded? Do y'all think he was sarcastic? Or do y'all think he was like, if I can? Like questionable, like if I can? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. In my mind, I think he was like already frustrated because he was already irritated with his disciples. Like y'all, now I don't. I just got done. I just got done handling this thing here over here. And now I get over here. And y'all got me still in a place of desperate need. Like I gave y'all the tools to do this. So he, so he was hot. And then this man, here he go asking for a deed that he ought to know I can do, but he going to drop an if before it. Yeah. I can imagine he answered that a little sarcastic. I don't know. I'm just saying. Anyhow, picking back up. If you can said Jesus, everything is possible. For one who believes immediately, the boy's father explained, I do believe help me overcome my unbelief. And again, this kind of taps into how I was saying, I'm sure that the father had a firm belief that Jesus could do this. And he had to have some sort of belief that those who were connected to him could do the very same work because they had been alongside him all this time. And so watching the disciples go back and forth with this spirit that was inside of his son and not seeing any change, I'm sure had to shake his belief. We'll go into that a little bit in a little bit in a little bit. So anyway, picking back up at verse 25, when Jesus saw that the crowd was rushing into to the scene, he rebuked the, imp the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed and violently came out. So I'm looking at this situation here like the spirit started shriveling up in the inside of him, trying to have his last temper tantrum. Well, ain't really no trying because it said clearly that he did. Cause it said it, it violently came out of him. So he had to be in there. Like, since this is my last, you know, since this is my last little go, go around, let me do all that I can do before I leave. Cause I know I got to leave. And so it looked like he had his way with the boy. And then he made his way out because he had to listen to <laughs> the words that came out of Jesus mouth. And then it says that the boy looks so much like a course that many said he was dead. So I'm sure that that, that demon took so much control over this little boy that he had to just be laying there drained like limp. It said, but then Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him to his feet and stood him up. 29. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciple asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, this kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. And see, there's something I want to point out. So we're going to go through this story backwards. We're going to talk about it backwards for a little bit. So the thing we leave, we leave off on verse 29, Mark 9, 29, it says that when Jesus responded, he instructed them that this, this thing here that you was dealing with, this possession, this demonic activity that was taking place, it can only be removed by fasting and prayer. And you see, 
I think that was so important. That was such an important piece of the message. It was so important that actually in some scripts and some Bibles, probably even yours, open your Bible and see if it's in there. They actually remove the word fasting. And not only that, in some Bibles, they removed prayer and fasting. And a matter of fact, if you run over to Matthew and you go to this same story and Matthew, I think it's found in, let's see, doo -doo -doo -doo, it's found in chapter 17 and you go down to verse 21, you'll find in a lot of Bibles that verse 21 is completely gone. So it'll read verse 20, 21 is gone and then it jumps to verse 22. I read up on why they decided that they was going to move it, why some Bibles um, thought that it was okay to not place it in there. All this, that, and the third, but this is my intake. Do your own research, but this is my intake. If you think about what fasting does and the importance of fasting and prayer, we're not going to take that out because like I said, some Bibles actually remove prayer and fasting. If you think about what fasting and prayer does, especially when combined together, there is a force, there is a power that begins to uh, brew in the inside of you that allows you to do things that can only be done in the spiritual realm. But as these things are taking place in the spiritual realm, we see a manifestation of them in the physical. And so a lot of times when we're just living life and going um, through life only in our worldly ways, only pleasing what the flesh can can desire and what the flesh wants, then a lot of these spiritual these spiritual things in the realm are being ignored. There's a lot of things that we're bypassing. There's a lot of things that we're not seeing or hearing in this unseen realm because we're only working or uh, or living in this the scene realm by the natural eye and so i'm i'm looking at this like there is such a big impact in fasting and prayer i know as for me whenever i go um and i'm in my my process of fasting there's this oneness this closeness where everything spiritually connected to me is enhanced my hearing to what God is speaking to me in the hour is bold, is loud. Um, when the flesh loses its entire desire, when it is dead to what it wants, it has no strength to, to carry out what it wants to do. My flesh is strong and it is thriving and it can do anything that the spirit calls me to do. And I'm so alert in the spiritual realm that I'm able to see exactly what I'm dealing with. And so I can only imagine that if if the disciples had been in a place where they had been uh, in oneness, in tuneness with what the father has taught them, with what at this point Jesus has taught them, if they had only been in oneness um, with, with everything that they had and they were completely uh, drained from the flesh, they would have been able to understand that one, the spirit that they were dealing with has a name and they could have called it by name. They could have snatched it by name. I'm sure at this place, they were already in a place of, of fleshly, um, fleshly desires and fleshly ways that they thought that they can handle it without that tool that they were given, right? They thought that they can handle it on their, on, they thought that they can handle it by themselves. You see, but 
even Jesus, as he walked this, this earth, this realm, even Jesus himself stayed in tune with the father. There was many times we can read about as he found himself in separation, in prayer and in fasting with the father, getting all the details of the unseen things that was taking place. He knew what spirits were what he can see them and call them out as they were. He was able to identify the things that the natural eye could not understand. He was able to get to a place mm, over and over and over again because he stayed in communication with the father. He stayed in communication with the spirit. He understood that this thing that he was doing was bigger and broader than any of those around him could see. None of them that was around him, connected to him, or even on the outskirts understood the fullness of what he was talking about until he finished the work. And so he was trying to train his disciples. He was trying to give them everything he had, but still, even in that closeness, even in that oneness, we can see there was a lack. And so I believe, this is me, I believe that we should all lean towards the, the, the scripts that has not taken away that verse. We should all seek to understand the importance of the prayer and the fasting. We should all, um, and think about it. What can fasting, if we think about the pros and the cons of fasting and prayer, and we think about, well, and we look at that to, to average out if it's worth using, eating of that part of the scripture that they took away or leaving it to be, then you'd find your own answer. You'd find the truth. Um, of what's connected to that. And so you'd understand that there is a lot of things that maybe even you suffer or people that you know suffer from or with that struggle to let it go, struggle to break free from because of the lack of this scripture, the missing part of this scripture, the, the part where we are not doing the part that has been removed, which is fasting and prayer, not just praying alone, because even in that, even in being in communication with God, if we still, if our flesh is still getting all of its, of its um, strength that it needs, then the spirit at this place is still going to be in a place of weakness when it's compared to the flesh. You have to see which one is stronger. Is my flesh stronger than my spirit or my spirit stronger than my flesh? It's always going to pay for a stronger spirit than a stronger flesh. No matter where you are in life, no matter where you are on your part of the journey, you will find that the strength in your spirit will always outweigh the strength of your flesh. So backing up a little bit, um, going to the part where the, um, the impure spirit was throwing the boy all around and trying to kill him and just doing all of the works that it could do. We have to understand that this here ain't nothing to play with. Okay. Tapping into things. And this is going a little, um, this is a little insight on how these doors get opened in order for us to be controlled, completely controlled by evil spirits. Tapping into things that are outside of the will of God, tapping into things that the flesh hungers for and the spirit 
cannot stand. These are ways how we open doors, cracks for the enemy to slide in. And once he slides in, he's leaving that door open for his evil spirits to enter into our spirits and have control over us in that area. When we leave our minds open to the ways of the world, to the thinking of the things that go against God's will, promise for our lives, we are now allowing that evil spirit to take control over our thinking. Those areas where we're like, I can't, I'm defeated, I won't because I came from, because I have a lack of, because I'm." when we keep speaking these things that go against the will of God, we are feeding on uh, to the to the things that the enemy is giving us instead of allowing the spirit to be able to fight these things off instead of being able to rebuke them as Jesus rebuked this spirit that was possessing this boy rebuke this impure spirit that was in this boy we have to get to a place in our spirit and this comes again through fasting and prayer where we can find ourselves ridding the things that seem to be unriddable when we're only doing one which is prayer or when we're doing none and it's building up. You see, we have to keep in, in, in the forefront of our mind that all of this is important. Although this situation was different, it does not mean that the works behind it, the spiritual works behind it is not the same tools to be used in the areas of our lives that we're facing because they very well are. They're just as vital. He gave us the key in order to rid all impure spirits. You see, he says some only come out by fasting and prayer. This kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. And so it lets me know that when we get to that first part where we're just allowing the thoughts like that crack has been there. We're just allowing the thoughts to take us here. and We're entertaining things that's going against uh, our spiritual will and entertaining full the fullness of the flesh. That was the crack and that was the start. Those were the seeds that were being planted. But if that impure spirit becomes full blown in the inside of us, then we are leaving way for possession. We are leading way for that thing to have complete control over us. Now we can no longer stop clicking on the things that we shouldn't be clicking on, entertaining the people that we should not be entertaining, doing the drugs that we are not uh, spiritually called to, connecting with, with cliques and communities that don't have the best interest for us, listening to certain things that's poisoning our minds, our spirits. We have to understand that these things are connected to those impure spirits. These things are friends, are buddies with these very same spirits, these very same spirits that was connected to this boy. You see, it looks wild and it looks rough and you can look at your situation and say, well, I'm not being thrown around when ain't nothing trying to uh, take me out when nothing's trying to take my life by fire or water. But is this thing taking complete control over your mind? Because if your mind is surrendered to the ways of these impure spirits, then in the, in the very sense, it is trying to kill you. It's taking you away from the life that God has offered you. It's taking you away from the things, the promises, the, the, the plans that God has for you. So you may not be physically dead, but you can very well be spiritually dead. 
We have to be able to put on this spiritual insight and see these things for a deeper revelation than what the natural eye allows us to see. Well, that's as deep as I'm going to go with this story here. My encouragement over this story here is listen, read your word and read it well. Make sure that even when you're going through it and you're reading it as a story and you're entertained by the story, you're looking wisely in between the text. And when you see things that say verse 14, verse 15, verse 16, verse 18, oops, there's a problem. Why is 17 missing? Oops, there's a problem. Why did this stop like this? And then it just carried on. What was missing? Why is it missing? Do the research yourself, connect with other people and see what they have to say about it. Connect with your leaders and see what they have to say about it. But overall, connect with God and see what he has to say about it. I don't want you guys to miss anything. This, again, is just my perspective. This is an understanding that um, I got as I was in prayer as I was reading, as I began to seek and and find um, the reasoning behind things. And some of this, again, like I said, especially when we first tapped into why I believe they removed it, that was all of my personal uh, thoughts and conclusions. But I want you to do some homework and I want you to look for yourself and see what they said and the reasonings behind what they did and see if it fits. See if it's uh, a matter that should be discussed. And if it is, whether you discuss it with a friend, a family member, a cousin, a small group or not, be sure to discuss it with Christ so that you have everything that you need in your spirit to go on. Well, that's all I have for you guys today. Thanks for tuning in to Circle Up with Amanda Heard. This um, season, season 10, Let's Talk Bible is just starting off. Listen, if you want more details, if you want more inspiration, encouragement, empowerment, be sure to follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Circle Up with Amanda Heard. And listen, if you have yet purchased my book, Conquer Her, be sure to run over to Amazon right now. Type in Conquer Her by Amanda Heard and get your copy. I love you guys lots. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye.